Welcome to Dig It. This is Edge with my co-host, Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs. Happy Thanksgiving weekend. Corey, how are you feeling? I'm doing okay. How about you? Doing all right. I'm excited to have some time off and chill with the family. You got any plans? Uh, just, just moving stuff around again in the middle of trying to sell my place. So a lot of back and forth going on. So I'll be, I'll be with my family over Thanksgiving. That'll be nice. Yeah, it will be nice to just uh, have a nice relaxing time, stuff myself, uh, talk a little politics. <laughs> There's yeah, a fortunately, lot of... <laughs> fortunately, I can do that with my family and yeah. uh, we're pretty much on the same page. So, yeah, everybody, I'll be having Thanksgiving with uh, this year and most years. Uh, we're all totally on the same page so it, it is always a good conversation so i'm thankful for that because i know that a lot of yeah. people have to deal with <laughs> i know different I personalities know. bad for people in those situations yeah yeah so definitely a lot to talk about over the thanksgiving holiday with your family and we're going to cover a lot of it uh today uh we've got a report a really important report that you just put out on the food control system that we need to go over in depth and that'll probably take up the majority of the show but we wanted to throw some positive things in there too um to talk about some things to be thankful for um positive statistics on the declining um covid jabs um Fauci's retiring and getting deposed so that's great news <laughs> that's something to be thankful for uh positive homeschooling statistics and um the people are really still rising up standing strong and fighting in brazil and arizona so we'll go over some of that too sounds like a plan okay goodness where do i start so this is the beast that i was starting to work on before i got sick and um, had planned on getting it out a couple weeks back. And what's funny, though, is like what always happens with my reports. Anytime it gets delayed, there ends up being more key news that drops during that time. I'm like, ah, that's why it got delayed. So I was able to work in a couple more really important things that have taken place. Um, and so this was a tricky one for me, Ed, <laughs> <laughs> because... I was trying to focus primarily on this one White House fact sheet that um, is talking about essentially all of these different food control mechanisms, but there's other aspects to this too. And so it was kind of like, this is kind of like building on the reports that I've already done pertaining to food, except for all the other ones I've done are, are more specific to the food itself. Whereas this is, there is some of that in here, but this is mostly about how it is they're going to lock into place the control mechanisms of it and right. how they're doing this. God, these people are just so savvy. And by people, the main instigator behind most of this is, of course, the Rockefellers. Um, no surprise there, I'm sure. But what we've got is this new food is medicine that they've been working on for a few years now and it's all coming to light uh and and what it what they're doing is they're rolling it into healthcare 
And you can imagine why, because once you get stuff under that umbrella, imagine how much more control you have, because now you're pulling in the, the health insurance and the uh, FDA and the USDA and the, um, the, the hospitals, the medical facilities, physicians, you're getting all those people on board with this. And you start making new policies and regulations. And so, so what this, what I start out with is, um, oh, let's see, how do I break this down? Basically on September 28th, the White House announced 8 billion in new commitments towards hunger, nutrition, and health. And they had had this conference that laid out the uh, transformational vision for ending hunger and reducing diet-related disease by 2030. Now, <laughs> these commitments were actually determined over the summer, and you've got your private and public sector um, wonderful people funding this. So you've got you know philanthropic contributions and donations to community-based organizations, investments in new businesses that will screen and integrate nutrition into healthcare. Yes, there's nutritional screening involved in this. We've got medical meals, we've got produce prescriptions, medical groceries, uh, all the food, the whole, the whole snap trap, WIC, Medicaid, all of it. So they put 2.5 billion in startup companies creating solutions to hunger and food insecurity and over 4 billion toward philanthropy that improves access to nutritious foods, promotes healthy choices and increases physical activity. So I ask, do the people who want to depopulate really care how much fruit and vegetables you're eating? No. Are they really about making us healthy to where they're now going to train hundreds of thousands of phys physicians in nutrition suddenly after all these decades of people complaining about the shit they get fed in hospitals and how nutrition's never taken into account. It's unbelievable. So, so in addition to this, which we'll go over this, this, I sort of broke down these organizations and some of the things they're doing, but in addition to that, on November 16th, the uh, FDA just completed its pre-market consultation for upside foods, animal cell culture technology to produce chicken from cultured chicken cells. Now I've been covering this stuff for four years and talking about the different companies and keeping people up to date on where they were at with all this. And then last year they had started working on the labeling. The FDA and USDA was already on board with this. So this isn't like some new approval. What this is, is they were they were, uh, it's a step in the process to bring it to market. So it's, it, it, here's what's so crazy. <laughs> These cell lines here. Let me, let me read this. So this is JD Hansen, the policy director of the center for food safety. And what he says in regards to this press release that came out by the FDA and Upside Foods, which of course Gates and a bunch of others are invested in, and they just launched recently in California. Uh, what he says is that the FDA's approval is grossly inadequate. In this pre-market consultation, neither the company nor the FDA presented the actual data 
from tests looking at the effects of raising these cells in fetal bovine serum and enzymes from the intestines and pancreas of animals. While the company notes that it uses genetic engineering to keep the cells growing, it fails to share which genes are being used. This is vital information that consumers and policymakers need to know to make informed decisions in the best interests of public health. We should make certain that genes linked to cancer are not being used. This is a woefully def uh, deficient review by the FDA who states it has no further questions about this experimental product's safety. And so in, in the press release by the FDA, for those who didn't read it, and I've got it linked in my report, they actually say in there, they're all excited about this. They're like, this is a, they're calling this all a new food revolution and how this now opens the doors where they're inviting other lab grown meat. And, um, and of course, fish too, let's not forget about that, um, to, you know, provide, their their work so that the fda can review that as well so i i honestly thought that this was already going to be approved into market by the end of this year but it's looking like it'll probably be next year now and people need to really pay attention because god knows how they're going to label this right you know we, we've already got we know we we all need to look for the whole bioengineered on the food labels but the problem is um I, I I don't know. They were debating all of this. I was following it for a while um, last year and this year on their whole debate on how they're going to label this. And there, it's not like there's going to be some big bright label that says fake meat. So we don't know. We don't know what DNA they're using. We don't. Right. God only knows what they're doing with this crap. No well, one's, no one's going to want this. If you just look in, in history, I mean, this this uh, J.D. Hansen's criticisms here are absolutely valid just because if you look at the vaccine cell lines, the cell lines like monkey cell lines used in, in vaccines, we've we've seen correlations to that and cancer. So it, it it's absolutely logical to question if we're using these sort of cell lines that aren't even being very well tested or or uh you know looked closely at then we could be infecting the 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 food system with the same mm -hmm. types of cancer causing agents that have been in vaccines for many many years right yep i know it's it's well and i just saw i wish i had i had snagged that i i think i saw an article where there was talk about, um, was it the beyond meat or the impossible meat? I don't know, but both of those I see all over the grocery stores around me and, and like on online as well. But this one article was saying how there was actually, there's actually been like a major decrease in, uh, sales and that mm -hmm. they're not really doing so well. So it'll be yep. interesting to see how people, um, I think it's Look beyond meat. I think it was a Bill Gates's beyond meat. And I think that there were actually um, reports of like uh, contamination, like multiple oh, reports of contamination and just yes. being stored wrong where there was like, uh, I think it was like listeria and mm. some of the, of the, uh, you know, the, the supplies that went out and stuff. So yeah, I mean, well, they're and not I th doing well. I think... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I think everyone's been doing a really good job of making other people aware 
about this lab grown meat and who's behind it, you know, and really getting this information out so that it's instead of creating this wonderful, healthy trend, it's kind of, I think, backfiring on some level. I would love to, at some point I should go in and see if I can find actual sales volumes of their, you know, and those, those are just like protein. They're like plant-based. This is a whole different ball of wax. I think most people are going to have the ew effect with this, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so then just, uh, uh, goodness, a couple days ago on the 21st, a new rule by the FDA hit the federal register that I'm sure nobody knows of. Uh, and it's regarding requirements for additional traceability records for certain foods. Now I had talked about this back in, um, gosh, I think it was September of last year, over a year ago in my lab grown meat to hit us in 2022, da, 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 along with smarter food safety blueprint and traceability all underway. So, so this new rule creates additional record keeping requirements for persons who manufacture, process, pack, or hold foods the FDA has designated for inclusion on the food traceability list. That cranks me up. They use the word inclusion, not regulated, but inclusion <laughs> to make you feel special. So, so they basically are going to track the packing, the shipping, receiving, tra and transforming of foods across the supply chain under the guise of preventing foodborne illness. This is going into effect in January. I linked their 179 page document that I did not read, but I zipped down to the list of foods and they've got various cheeses, um, shell eggs, nut butters, herbs, leafy greens, tomatoes, peppers, cucumbers, sprouts, fresh cut fruits and vegetables, fin fish and crustaceans. And when I look at that, I go, huh, okay indoor growing facilities uh let's see with the fish they're trying to take over that whole industry just like they're trying to do with the meats uh so it's interesting that they're wanting to track these specifically now one could argue well sure because those some of those are the ones that could become more easily contaminated no i see this as a way to take out the competition that's how i view this hmm. let's track them all and then let's uh, continue to regulate them and make things difficult. And then we'll penalize them and then we'll put them out of business. So essentially they've got between the other food reports I've done and this year, what I'm seeing is this threefold event going down here. And they're putting all these pieces into place simultaneously. And what kills me, I just... It's like this slow burn, right? Like for mm -hmm. me, I feel like this is all happening right now, this minute, because I already know the whole picture. <laughs> right. But for other people, it's like this very slow burn, very gradual thing. And then one day, all of a sudden, they're not going to be able to buy certain things from the grocery store, or they're going to be put onto this loyalty card that's now controlled by the state with your food tokens. And it's all going to click very quickly but what they're targeting in order to get because you know how they always have to kind of pilot things out and aggregate the data so they can right. then take it and justify their their motives so they're focused on getting as many people onto snap and wick and medicaid as possible i mean they're literally so it's funny because they spin it like 
well, we're going to help you out so that you can become more self-sufficient. But then you read their actual material and their plans and strategies on what they're doing. And they are going gung ho on recruiting as many people as they can. And then they even talk about, well, then what happens is when the, on the WIC programs is when the kids start to grow up, then the parents just stop using the WIC. Well, didn't you want them to become self-sufficient? I mean, how many years do you want people on this? Right. Huh. So, so well, that's, the, you know, I, and it's like the economy kind of plays into that. Like it, the, completely crashing the economy is all part of this plan. We we can't get people on SNAP and WIC programs unless they're ab- absolutely financially destitute. So let's just wreck the economy, exactly. kill the job market so that we can force these people into these government programs where we have these control mechanisms in place. Exactly. And it's really freaking sad because if this was used by good people the way it's supposed to be used to actually help people, then I would say it's a, it's a great program, but unfortunately the people behind all of this, we know what their end game is. And the goal is to get as many people onto these programs. They can produce as much data as possible and then show how we need to incorporate food and nutrition under healthcare. And let's have a universal plan and tie it all together with a bow. Mm -hmm. So you know, mm. okay. So then, so, so their first, first part of this is to get as many people on these as, as they can, you know, so be very weary of any government handouts, avoid it at all costs if you can. And, um, just understand where this is going and how they're monitoring this. Cause now we're getting into nutritional screening and biometrics and, oh, wait till I tell you this one, this one strategy they have rolling. Okay. So then we integrate, um, I already went over that. We integrate food in with health. Okay. That's, that's the big one. There is integrating it in with health so they can do the medical meals and produce prescriptions and all of that. And then of course, the third part of this is changing the food standards and categories and, you know, replacing traditional farming, doing the gene edited, seeds growing indoors so they can control it taking over the aquaculture the um you know producing wanting to add insects and now we got the cultured meat so uh, you know by doing all those things it puts all the food in their basket and then they can control who they're rolling it out to and how much is being rolled out so i'm not going to go through all these names but it's pretty evident (laughs) what's going on just by looking at this. And this is right from the White House fact sheet on all of these organizations that are planning to, you know, help with food insecurity. And of course, in pillar one, improve food access and affordability. Look at that, Bowery Farming's in there. They were in my whole indoor vertical farming, or vertical, yeah, vertical farming report that I did. But I mean, you've got grocery stores in here, uh, we get into integrate nutrition and health. We've we've got um, you know Blue Cross Blue Shield. You've got everything from uh, some big grocers to the, of course, Rockefellers. To uh, oh, do we have Google in here and DoorDash and Instacart because that's all part of it too. We need to get the whole loyalty cards in the online. They, they, they want to expand Snap and WIC to more online grocers. 
Um, and then we come down to pillar three, empower consumers to make and have access to healthy choices. We've got um, pillar four, of course, Tyson Foods is in there. Uh, support physical activity for all. Hey, I'm all for that one. Let's all do pillar four. Uh, pillar five, enhanced nutrition and food security research. Okay, so this behind the smoke screens, this little diagram of theirs pretty much says it all. I mean, I could have just published this and not written anything, you know? <laughs> all right. <laughs> I mean, food is, I love when they put the word intervention in there. They're, they're going to intervene for us and change our lives and just make things so much better. Food is medicine intervention pyramid. I'm going to lose my voice. <clears throat> Medically tailored meals medically tailored groceries, produce prescriptions, incentives for nutritional security, federal nutrition assistance, and emergency food programs. Okay. So this is their, their new pyramid of how they want to control this food industry. And coincidentally, they just had um, a Codex Alimentarius just had a big meeting. And yesterday, of course, Tedros was there from the WHO and saying how we need to totally transform the food industry as we know it, just completely transform it. So this is all the one health approach, which is all backed and funded by the Rockefellers. Right, right. I mean, and and what else is the who up to? Oh, yeah, trying to take our national sovereignty from us because they can they want to be able to unilaterally declare a global health emergency and have full control, right? right? So if we just lump food into the whole medicine category, then, well, we can control that too, right? Absolutely. Yep. And we're suddenly concerned about everyone's nutrition and we want to give tons of fruits and vegetables away. Oh, the gene edited ones that you're growing on your indoor facilities now sounds delicious. Or is it the heads of lettuce that you're working on edible vaccines? Yes. Right. Please give me a couple of those. So what I did is I kind of rolled this out as smoke screens and people can go on and read the, the more detailed specifics. I'll just kind of hit on a few of them. So the food is medicine. Obviously that is the biggest, biggest smoke screen of all. And the Rockefellers partnered foundation partnered with the American Heart Association and Kroger. <laughs> Coincidentally, when you look at the deal going on with Kroger and Albertsons and all that. Um, so they mobilized this food is medicine research initiative that's going to generate the definitive evidence necessary for the health sector to develop food is medicine programs. And their goal is to accelerate public understanding and use of food as medicine programs as an integral part of the healthcare system. So, I mean, I'm not making this stuff up when I'm saying <laughs> this, you know, <laughs> they say it right there in their own words. This is their intention. This is how they're going to do this. This is how they're going to get us all under that digital ID that's controlling the food and the money and the healthcare and all that good stuff. So um, there, there's also Rockefellers are involved in the Center for Good Food Purchasing, which is a whole new thing they launched with the Kellogg Foundation and Michael and Susan Dell Foundation. Of course, you know, Eric Schmidt's involved. And this is the whole new, they're setting the standards for good food. And um, 
they have these different categories and these certifications. And so I'm sure that's going to become a thing because they're, it's the first of its kind. And they're ruling in the genomic surveillance, which we've talked about in the past, but that is going to go right through the whole food industry as well. So, so to give an example of one of these, uh, Blue Cross in North Carolina has been rolling out. They started back in 2018. They have this Eat Well program and they're working with, uh, it's managed by reinvestment partners who courses, again, funded by Rockefellers as well as our government. And this is uh, food vouchers and medically tailored meals. And they say here, the future, Reinvestment Partners seeks to streamline its Eat Well program, including expanding healthcare provider participation, expanding grocery retailer participation, and introducing automatic enrollment from electronic health records completed by the healthcare provider. They will continue to collect data and adapt programming to respond to the data in real time, including testing the feasibility of sliding scale benefits. So I look at that and I go, hmm. So smokers always, you know, they got to pay more for her. Usually there's, there's a higher rate because you smoke on your health insurance or we can't um, cover you because of these pre-existings. Well, let's or- start ruling food and diet into that and see yep. what kinds of restrictions start think, playing a part. Think about this. There were so many insurance companies, mine included, that started charging extra per month because we were unvaccinated. Right. Okay. So yeah. And let's put this into like real world context. Okay. As they roll this out on a mass scale. So and you're on some government program, whether it's WIC or SNAP or whatever, um, or even maybe just your insurance company saying, no, you can't buy that pizza, okay? Right. Because because we will stop <laughs> insuring you. Right. Or you're going to have to pay extra per month on your insurance because you are, uh, you know, not vegetables making, <laughs> mm-hmm, you're not making your genetically, you're not eating your genetically modified food and right. fake meat and bugs this month. Right. Right. You didn't have your portion of crickets this month. Or your, your, your card just doesn't work because, <laughs> because I'm sorry, you've met your quota for real meat you can't have any more real meat what are you right. some freaking you know billionaire no you're a pleb mm-hmm. you get to have or your or you're having a heart condition and you're at the hospital and they're like well let me just look at your eating habits oh my i see you've went way over on this well we're not going to be able to ensure this surgery you need to have I mean, or it sounds ludicrous, but deny at- it altogether, right? Like they denied people for who who got COVID, who did not get COVID jabs from getting surgeries. Right. Wow. Right. Yeah. yeah. I know. It's. I mean, yeah. So, so essentially, they now they've already started rolling this out with veterans too, and what they do is, um, they're giving them forty dollars a month that has to be. It's called a produce prescription that has to be used for fruits and vegetables. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm lucky if $40 buys me 10 days worth of fruits and vegetables. But at any rate, um, these are the types of, I wanted to put this one example in here so people could kind of get perspective on 
some of the different ways they could try and roll this stuff out. So the second one, uh, the, the trap, which is, you know, I call it the snap trap. And um, I, I won't go into this because we kind of talked about it earlier. I, of course, had to work in that diagram from Illinois that I had in my book about, you know, trying to shop and then the cheeseburger gets put outside the cart. Um, I'd like to find diagrams from other states. If anyone has seen diagrams similar to this in their states on what they're planning on for their food stamps or snaps or different programs, um, with their digital wallets and the smart contracts and the eating healthy stuff. So shoot them over to me. I would, I would love to see more diet because I guarantee you there's more out there. So, um, you know, and then they're, they're working on like ARP, right? They got 30 million, 38 million people over the age of 50. And their goal is to improve SNAP enrollment by researching non-participants that are eligible to inform policy advocacy and boost awareness to get more adults enrolled by 2024. Now, why? Why? Because we know you really aren't concerned that these people, you know, are short on income for their groceries. <laughs> you, it's allegedly all about making them um, healthy food to move towards self-sufficiency. It, How it, is getting on government programs helping you towards self-sufficiency? Exactly. How about exactly. improving the economy so that we can actually afford the groceries at the grocery store? How about yep. stop and, government and spending and waste and <laughs> sending all of our money to Ukraine and purposely trying to <laughs> stuff trillions of dollars into climate hoax slush funds. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, there's a million ways that you can improve the economy so that people can, can become self-sufficient. And right. putting them on government programs is absolutely not one of them. Right. It's right. It's like walking down the street and handing out needles. I mean, maybe not quite that bad because like I said, in the past, I mean, I've known people who've worked their tails off or single moms, you know, and they've needed a little bit of assistance for a few months. And that's completely understandable. Um, but this is just not that. This is not where this is going, unfortunately. And um, there's a lot of millions and billions of dollars going into this. They're they're willing to shell out billions of dollars to get people onto these government programs. What does that tell you? So and and 390 million already went into um upgrading the SNAP and WIC programs through the American Rescue Plan Act. That that was all worked into that. So, so we've got, uh, of course, you know, Google is going to facilitate this by the SNAP enrollment by making it easier for people to find local information to check their eligibility and apply. I mean, this is this is just clear cut to me. Okay, so smoke screen, screen three, no need for traditional farming. This kind of recaps the other report I did on the gene editing and points out um, that Bowery farming is in this one as well. And then we've got uh smoke screen for it. Now this is one that really irks me. So a new diet for children. Isn't that a great photo image I found? Wow. <laughs> so, but this is no joke because they're, they are already testing this in schools in some other countries with the whole insects, edible insects for kids. So when we've got all these programs 
being thrown at trying to improve nutrition for kids in schools across all 50 states. And we've got um, companies like Tyson trying to train uh, kids and schools and families in nutritious products, not nutritious meat, but nutritious products, uh, protein products, sorry, protein products. Um, This is a huge red flag for me. And so we've got like in the Netherlands, they're doing this taste mission, adventurous proteins campaign to feed children, mealworms and insects. And Australia, Canada, UK, they're all implementing these um, edible insects into children's schools. So this is where I see this crap going. They're going to start educating children on, you know, what real nutrition is. And let's start introducing this into the cafeterias. And, you know, you've got um, the public schools, kinder cares, boys and girls clubs, YMCA, National Restaurant Association. They're all in on this. Uh, Of course, of course, Warner Brothers Discovery is in on this too. They're going to get all kinds of healthy meals out there and they're going to make sure that they, you know, get this out on television. So then we've got uh, training hundreds of thousands of physicians in nutrition, which is suddenly becoming an important thing. Never was before. So what are they going to train them in? We've got the American Academy of Pediatrics planning to train 67,000 pediatricians on screening for nutrition. So this is what this is really about, right? They're going to start, and that's just one. There's a bunch in here. They're going to start training people on how to screen for nutrition so they can be like the hall monitors. Right. That's what that's about. Uh, you got 10 medical associations and pharmaceutical companies that have made a pledge to train health professionals in nutrition education. They're even going to bo- boost credit values. So... They're changing the whole teaching system and adding credits to all of this. So then we've got convenience or control. Um, And this one, so let's see, let me show you this one. So we've got with biometrics, we've got the um, Think for Social Needs Coalition. Think of that, Think for Social Needs is uniting leading health technology companies and health systems to standardize and share patient data on social detriments of health, including food security. Hmm. This also includes the Department of Veterans Affairs. So what they're doing is they're going to evaluate and pilot the integration of specific social screening tools to electronic medical systems. Hmm. Hmm. And then... I'm sure you have about 10 things to say about that. The Doman Company Foundation's food benefit company plans to contract with companies to provide employees with nutrition coaching, biometric screening, and fresh food delivery. And this one I found very interesting. So they suggest that by avoiding running to the grocery store on the way home from work, or going to a restaurant, it would be much healthier if a person just grabs their family dinner right out of the employee fridge so that a healthy meal is prepared for you. In addition to that, their comprehensive system includes personalized biometrics-informed health coaching delivered right through a holistic app on your cell phone. 
So, so what does that tell you? I mean, that's a whole new pilot program where what they're going to tie in the health. They're going to tie this in through business. They're going to build up a whole new nutrition thing through these big businesses and corporations to where, oh, here's your meals already prepared for you. And this is what you and your family are going to get to eat. Right. It just sounds like a lot more data collection of your biometric information through this. Right. Always, it's always the convenience of having things, you know, um, Mm -hmm. you know, right, right at your fingertips. Yeah. Um, all the while giving over all of your personal biometric information. So yeah, just convenience another way. and handouts, convenience and handouts. That's mm-hmm. how they get people. Yeah. And then we've got uh, Tyson, of course, is p- investing 255 million to anti-charity or anti-hunger, anti-charity, <laughs> yeah. which is kind of true, but anti-hunger charities to broaden their access to nutritious protein products with 20 million into nutrition learning programs for children and families and over a hundred communities. So what are they going to be teaching them? And are they going to teach them about what's in this DNA of these cultured cell lines? Because while this was, you know, pandemic was going on, I had my eyes on Tyson and they were, remember, they were shutting down their facilities. Mm-hmm. At that same time, they were investing millions into the lab grown meat industry. Yeah. They see where everything's going. Yep. So it's really important that people just, you know, uh, please read this report and share it with everyone so that people have a heads up. They understand they don't fall into these traps. They try to work together to support one another instead of having to get support from the government, because it is like making a deal with the devil and selling your soul. It's all about control. All of this. Yeah, I mean, there are other options. I mean, uh, food banks, churches, a lot of times will provide food um, at no cost for people in need to, you know, in their communities. So there are ways around it without being um, just beholden to the government because they're not giving you these things for free. Nothing's free. Nothing is free. (laughs) It's your sacrifice. Except for maybe love. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You're sacrificing privacy and freedom for these things. Right. Yep. So that took up the bulk of our podcast. Sorry, I got a little long winded there, but it was just a, a slew of information to try to cover and I didn't even cover all of it. Well, people will just have to go read it. So check it out on CoreySticks.com. The new Food is Medicine Nutrition Screening Rx Tracking and Control. So yeah, definitely an important report. And definitely, I I would say, appropriate for this week since it's Thanksgiving. We're all going to be getting tons of food in our bellies this week. Oh, yes. Speaking of which, on Thanksgiving, uh, this we, of course, published the morning after. But if you missed it... Um, the solution series, we had David Dubine on, and that one is a good one and a positive one all about bountiful food and all kinds of cool tips on, you know, growing your own food and that type of thing. So awesome. That Check that one. out too. Yeah. 
So we do have some good statistics to talk about uh, for, you know, we wanted it to be sort of a positive podcast since it's the, you know, holiday weekend, everybody's chilling with their family. They want some positive things to talk about, not all negative. So we're going to go through some of these things. First one up is talking about how really uh, it seems as though um, we're really making some headway on getting the information out about how dangerous and and effective the COVID jabs are. And here's some evidence of that, right? Yep. Yeah, you you can roll it out if you want. So, so I mean, we don't have to go through like all the details on these pages. I just thought these, you know, and like, and this is from June. So the numbers probably even increased since then, but this is, this is good stuff. Yeah, 43% of parents with children under five newly eligible for a COVID jab say they will definitely not get them vaccinated. So positive news. Yeah, that parents are still holding strong um, against vaccinating their kids, or I hate using that word because it's not a vaccination, against Mm -hmm. having their kids injected with experimental serum. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, good on you, parents, for protecting your kids and for being informed, uh, breaking through all of the fake news that the Biden regime, uh, you know, disseminates to us and, uh, you know, not buying into all of that. So that's good news. I found yeah. this to be really um a great resource because it breaks it down by state and even by counties. But this goes, this um, website here goes through uh, this by state, um, which places have had the least COVID jabs. So they, the way they p- phrase it is the worst COVID, ni- vac- right, right. COVID vaccine rates. But yeah, actually right. I would consider them the best. <laughs> yeah. So, well, but here's, here's the thing. So this just came out this week over the past week and I remember like a year ago them saying, well, we've got, uh, I think they said they had reached like 75% of the population in our country was considered to be fully vaccinated or at least had the first one. And I'm not seeing that in these numbers. Um, it's, it's actually much lower even in the, I think, even in the overall, isn't it? Or no? Saying here, as of November 9th, over 80% of people in the U.S. had received their first shot. Mm. 68% were considered fully jabbed. So, but they always cook the numbers. You know that, I right? know. I'm not buying that. I'm just, I'm not. But yeah, I'm in, so, a, I'm in a terrible blue state, and I know more people who haven't than who have. But nice. Um, but yeah, if you look at this, what's that's funny oh because they had a tie alabama and wyoming north dakota is leading the way uh at 57.9 percent on not getting the jab nice Good and of course you. all of those um are red states aren't they the top 10 let's look at this alabama wyoming mississippi louisiana idaho tennessee arkansas georgia indiana and north dakota i would say definitely all of them are fully red or lean red yes mm-hmm. um yeah. but you look at this and this is a good this is why i say it's a good resource is you can look at them uh by population by state um on 
how many the percentage of the people who have been jabbed um so i yeah i think that this actually yeah it's um, a cool map i love stuff like that. interesting and then you can break it down by um counties even yeah as far as and it get, you get a more granular look at you know where on the map the people are saying no to the covid jab with the lightest <laughs> So people can start looking for little areas they want to go move to. Exactly. (laughs) You know, there was one other, there was one other number I wanted to just throw out there. um, Because on the, on the kids thing, overall, large majorities of parents with unvaccinated children in this age range say they are concerned that their child might experience serious side effects. 81% percent that's a lot that means all of our screaming from the rooftops everyone listening to this who's helping to get information out over these last couple of years is working people people are getting the message they're seeing this and they're becoming very concerned about these side effects so kudos to everyone for for that don't think that that this is for not you know it we work our butts off and we feel like we're not making headway, but we are. we are. We just don't necessarily like see it up close and personal, but but we are. It's frustrating because everybody who listens to this podcast, we're ahead of the curve. We're ahead of the curve on a lot of this stuff, but the general right. population just isn't. And that's what's frustrating. It's like, come on, people. I know. <laughs> Get on I board know. here. But we're slowly chipping away at it. So it makes are. you wonder in a year from now, how many people are going to continue to say, Yes, please give me another booster. I can't. And not only that, they're becoming um, concerned not just about COVID, but about other vaccines in general. So it's actually um, impacting that entire industry. It absolutely has. It absolutely has. They lost all credibility. The entire medical industrial complex has lost all credibility when they started forcing this on the population, because now people are waking up and questioning. Well, if it was okay for them to give me this dangerous jab, what else have they been giving me? Right. right? And then we've got we've got Ice Cube who confirms uh, that he just lost nine million on a film job because he refused to get the COVID shot and says, "Fuck y'all for trying to make me get it." So, uh, you know, kudos to that. This is the kind of stuff we need to see more often. And you know, I hate to say it because I'm not someone who idolizes people but when you have your bigger names like this it makes more news it just Mm -hmm. it it ends up getting out there into mainstream more eyes get on it and people go hmm the people who do idolize go oh well if he's not getting it then maybe there's a good reason for that right because sadly some people many people follow the cult of personalities and like they just do what the hollywood stars do So, I mean, the more that, or the football players or whatever, so the more athletes and, and, you know, stars or whatever that come out and speak out, like I would just say, for example, Aaron Rodgers, who was, you know, at the forefront of this speaking out uh, about not getting the COVID jab, it actually um, has a huge impact on, uh, you know, millions of people who, who still care about what the stars think right and i'll tell you what i wouldn't take nine million for it i wouldn't take a billion for it and i know people probably find that hard to believe it's not even because i'm afraid of the side effects or dying from it 
it's strictly on principle. I'm not selling my soul to these people. I refuse to do something that is of pure evil and then to prostitute myself and sell sell out just to get money. Hell no. Well, see, and that's what we have to, and this is what I've we've been harping on for a couple of years now, is that it's going to take a lot um, from within to stand up against the tyranny that's being imposed on us because they're going to try to strip away as many inconveniences as many or any, any as many conveniences and luxuries from us as possible even making it to where we lose our jobs we saw that happen you know if we don't get the covid jab so standing on principle does require a lot of sacrifice at times because a lot of people did stand on principle and lost their jobs mm -hmm. um you know but as we continue but to go the down the, the day, line you can you can sleep Ab and absolutely and those yourself. people have been vindicated and in many cases lawsuits have gotten those people their jobs back with back pay uh, particularly in new york recently so um stand firm stand strong on your principles because this is going to continue to happen where they try to trip strip away um as many uh, things from us as possible to make us as uncomfortable as possible and make it difficult and a lot of people bend under the, under the pressure i personally know several people who didn't want the jab and took it anyways just to keep their jobs mm -hmm. and so um i understand that and i don't judge them for that right. but but yeah i mean if you can prepare ahead of time as to how you're going to be able to stand your ground um on many fronts not on just many jab, fronts because this is not the last one <laughs> this is going to continue right um so just just uh you know one, you, to make you, this a positive podcast so just congratulations to all the people who did stand their ground and have been vindicated and um may have had to make personal sacrifices to do that right i mean you think back we should all make lists and just of all the things we've changed in our lives these last few years to get the dirt out of it. Like the companies we no longer um, spend money with or the banks we no longer bank with or the tech or cable we no longer pay for, or, you know what I mean? It, yep. All of those things add up. And it all contributes to battle against these evil people. Speaking of even <laughs> evil people, <laughs> one thing to be thankful for this Thanksgiving is Fauci's exit. So he gave what would probably be his last conference, press conference this Thank week. Goodness. Thank goodness. We don't have to see this guy's ugly face again. Or actually, we probably do, but hopefully they'll be in um, things like in depositions. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> trials and I know that'll never happen but it's fun to imagine <laughs> well uh some some news on this front um first of all just going through this um we have new information latest data showing that 58 percent of COVID deaths and this is as of August 2022 were actually people who were vaccinated or boosted 
So this is, again, more vindication for people who stood their ground and didn't get the jab. And based on the figures that we've had from all the previous months, it's exponentially increasing with each um, data set that comes out. So we can Yeah. only expect this to continue to rise up to where, what, 100% of the people who are dying from COVID are actually jabbed. Yeah. So, um, I ha I haven't watched his uh the you know, testimony or hearing or well, what I don't think that it's actually been um, broadcast, but um, Oh, it hasn't. we're speaking. Yeah. So, so in this, it's happening today, as a matter of Ah, fact, uh, okay. Wednesday. Um, so Yeah, we're the, recording early this week because of, of Thanksgiving, obviously. right. So Missouri AG and the Louisiana attorney general are deposing Fauci this week. Um, and this is um, not in regards specifically to COVID-19 or origins or uh, in regards to forcing the COVID jabs that were dangerous and, and effective on people. This is in regards to colluding with big tech to censor people on COVID information. Mm, right. So, um, yeah, that'll be interesting to see um, what comes out of this um, this lawsuit by the Missouri AG and the Louisiana AG um, over over. censoring COVID information and Fauci and others who colluded um, to have that done. So um, I'm, I'm going to enjoy um, watching Fauci from a whole new perspective as he goes through depositions, He's still untouchable, trials. though. I don't know. I think that he might actually become the scapegoat. So Mm. we'll see. We'll see. But plenty to talk about You can still as be a we scape. You can still be a scapegoat, though, and not, <laughs> you know, do any time. true, true. So these people do seem untouchable. Uh, but I don't know. There's hope. There's hope with the house. I know that there's going to be more investigations um in, coming, you know, in 2023. So hopefully uh we'll get some, you know, exposure. Um, as to Fauci's role in the origins of COVID and the censorship of people uh, who were trying to get the truth out, as well as the um, how much he knew about the dangers and ineffectiveness of these COVID jabs that they were forced on us and, and locking us down. Right. So, but plenty to talk about over the holidays with your family uh, about being... <laughs> vindicated for being unvaccinated and definitely a lot of politi politics to talk about um this this That's so funny. holiday Catherine, weekend Catherine emailed me. Um, it was an image of a sweatshirt with a reindeer on it that said had the same saying. It said "unvaccinated and ready to talk politics." And she. She emailed it to me and said, do you want one? I'm like, where did you get this? This is hilarious. Oh, awesome too funny. But wait, don't you have a couple clips of Brazil? What What's going on in Brazil? Because that's, Yeah. that's some good stuff going on there. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on in Brazil still. So um, Brazilian protests are still going strong. I mean, the people are demonstrating and calling for military intervention of the stolen election. In 50 locations still, highways are gridlocked uh, because of truckers in protest of the stolen election. So 
uh, and Bolsonaro right. this week um, has filed a lawsuit to annul votes that were cast um, of some from some of the machines, stating from their audit that uh, there were signs of serious failures that generate uncertainties and make it impossible to validate the results generated in older models of the voting machines. So they're trying to get some of these votes that were cast annulled. And this has definitely um, given hope to the protesters who are still going strong 23 days now. I mean, wow. we have seen millions and millions of people uh, protesting over the weeks. Um, it's definitely invigorated these protesters. And um, it's a sign of hope that, you know, Bolsonaro is not giving up. He's still fighting. However, I have to say that um, the judge in this case um, is the same corrupt judge uh, who uh, has been given uh, unilateral authority to shut down um, any free speech questioning the election and even imprisoning people uh, for, you know, social media posts and things like that. Um, it's also the same judge that enabled Lula to run after his criminal conviction. So didn't he, I mean, didn't he, uh, didn't I hear something about bank accounts being closed as well? That may be true. I mean, they're doing, they're going full on yeah they're uh, not gonna they're not gonna give up on this one no i mean like they're <laughs> even talking about um taking children away from the protesters um you know with like child service programs uh taking wow yeah yeah i mean it's it's wow. crazy but um as you can see the protesters are not swayed they're still fighting and so yeah and speaking of which i mean we have our own problems here in the united states with our stolen election uh, but the good news is that you know carrie lake is still in this fight um and the assistant attorney general in arizona has demanded that maricopa county answer questions about their failures and i'm putting that word uh you know that's a nice way of putting it i mean it's really more about their corruption on election day and maricopa has been completely silent they're not even trying to uh respond or do their due diligence um, no, because trying... they don't want any more eyes on this that are already on this it's getting way too much attention and they're trying to run out the clock and just yeah. certify anyways despite the arizona's arizona assistant attorney general's office demanding this information on their failures on election day prior to them certifying Monday the 28th. So, I mean, a lot of stuff going to be going on throughout the weekend, the holiday weekend. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what Maricopa tries to do on the 28th. But three counties in Arizona have delayed their certification over Maricopa's corrupt election. This is Mojave County, uh, Cochise County, and uh, most recently Yavapai County. So these uh, counties are acting in solidarity with the Attorney General's office as far as um, how Maricopa just really hijacked this election for the entire state of Arizona, which is mostly red. It's simply Maricopa that's the problem. And um, 
So Carrie's Lake, Carrie Lake's team is still fighting. They have obviously not conceded. Uh, not only that, but they're uh, dropping lawsuits to make sure that the election election isn't certified by Ducey or Hobbs. And Carrie Lake said some pretty bombshell uh, information in this recent podcast on uh, Bannon's War Room that uh, about these lawsuits, stating that. They have multiple whistleblowers, but not only that, they have at least one smoking gun. And then she went on to say that the printers in these um, elections, uh, elections on election day, they were never certified. So that is huge. If they can huh. prove that the printers were never certified, and those were the cause, remember, of the debacle on election day, how can you certify an election? If you can prove the printers weren't certified. So um, right. interested to see um, where this goes. But I just want people to have some um, some hope that at least the, the people are not backing down and still fighting. So right. we should continue to fight as well. And honestly, it doesn't even matter how you feel about Kari uh, Lake. Because, I mean, I know some people that don't really care for her, but the point is, is it, it was clearly stolen and it's important that people keep, you know, making noise, bringing awareness and not backing down on this. Just like on all these other things we're talking about, we have to just, we have to just keep standing together and fighting against this evil. Yeah. And talk to your friends and family this holiday weekend about all of this stuff. <laughs> Over pumpkin pie. Drop some red pills on them <laughs> without apology. Brag about your vindication about not taking the COVID jab with all of this new information that we have. Uh, so um, just definitely, you know, be bold in your convictions and speaking out about them because there are still fighters fighting the good fight on yeah. all of these fronts from the food system to the economy to the billions of dollars being laundered through Ukraine to the COVID jabs and to the elections. Um, every single one of these issues is worth fighting for. So, yeah, I know uh, Massey and Rand Paul and um, Green, they're all calling for an audit on the money to go into Ukraine. So we'll see how that shakes out. Um, there's, you know, there are some fighters in there, but we'll see. We'll see. I hope everyone has a wonderful Thanksgiving and, uh, we will definitely be back next week. Yes, definitely. Please be sure to share this podcast. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Please be sure to share this podcast. We're on BitChute, Foxhole, Gab TV, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, Pilled, Rumble, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, no longer YouTube. So please be sure to subscribe to these other platforms. And we'll see you back next time right here on Dig It.